should but when trial should come let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless state and has shed his own blood for my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul amen why don't you keep clapping stand to your feet as we get ready to receive the word of God. Come on, clap your hands. Let's make some noise as we welcome our pastor, Pastor Chris. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this great opportunity to be together. We pray that you touch our lives as we hear the word of God and May we forever be changed in Jesus' name. We welcome the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into the truth of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may all be seated. And a very good morning to all of you. You're blessed to be here. I'm just trying to sort out myself here. I think I need a new iPad, my battery is going so quick do you think it's the devil <laughs> could it be that old serpent again so how many of you were here uh, in the first service not right but anyway I'm sure it's only the technical people because we can't take up any seats there's a big demand for people to be here and I trust that those who work with me will do what is right amen but you're all welcome uh, we welcome those back like we saw Loli this morning so I'm sure there are many people coming back now out of hiding and uh, we are fully aware that uh, they have told us there will be a little bit of an increase in uh, um, infections and deaths. So we want to uh, continue to encourage you to do the right thing. Keep the distance. At the church, I believe because of the controlled measures, it is a safe place. We will watch you that you keep your distance. Um, keep your mask on and all the necessary stuff that can prevent you from becoming infectious. 
But it is at home that we are worried about you. I wish I could have watched you 24 hours a day, but I can't. It's at home when you let your guard down and you talk to, go close to somebody. Don't have your mask on. A visitor runs into your house, speaks to you. That's the dangerous part of, of, of this whole thing. Going to the shop, standing in the queues at the clinic, etc. Those are the very dangerous uh, places. So always watch yourself. See that people don't come too close to you when they talk. It's, it's not offensive to put up your hand and say, look, just stand there, we can talk. Because sometimes people just forget and they come close and then they spew the demon of Corona onto you. Glory to God. So, um, this morning I want to talk about the obstacles, the hindrances to the blessing and the success that we started to talk about last week. If you have Bibles, I'm going to read Psalm 35 verse 27. Obstacles to achieving great success. Obstacles. Obstacles. We have now concluded or we have come to the understanding that God wants you to be successful. Can I have an amen if you agree? And we've even defined what it means. Success on God's definition. Psalm 35. Hallelujah. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yes, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which hath with its pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. Do you see that last line there is very important? The Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God is happy when you are successful. Glory to God. Now, Job 22 verse 21. I'm reading the Bible and scriptures to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace and thereby good shall come unto thee. 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 This is God's design and God's desire. You should actually all be very happy and smiling. And your mind should be in that framework that good shall come unto thee. Amen. You must believe it. Because it makes God very happy if you believe Him. God's only pleasure is to be believed. When, when His people believe that what He promised will come true, that's when He can work. But when you doubt Him, it's when God is not happy. Amen. So the promises that we read in the scriptures we are sharing with you, you got to believe it. That's called faith. Faith is to trust God that what He said, it will happen. So He's saying that He wants good to come to you. And of course, you say, Pastor, but 
good is not hasn't come to me in a long while. Well, we're going to look at what are these hindrances that prevent good from coming to you. If being a father is just a little inclination of what it means, it what it means to be like God, being a father, then any father wants good to come to his children. Amen. The glimpse of can never be compared to God because only God is a true father. But I mean, an example of a father. If you that are wicked fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father, hallelujah, give to them good gifts? You ask him. So it's God's design and his plan for you. That good will come unto thee. Another wonderful scripture, please. Second Chronicles 26 verse 5. Glory to God. We are also on uh, Facebook Live. And I greet all the Facebook viewers. You are welcome. Joining us uh, next week. I would like us to start Facebook from the start. Where the worship can also be enjoyed, please. Right from the start of the service. We apologize. I didn't realize that they are only recording the solo and the preaching. But we will do the whole worship so that more people can join in. Hallelujah. And then I would like to find out about those who are not joining on Facebook, not coming live, what's happening to them. So the pastors, I'm sure I'll be calling a meeting. Uh, we'll let Pastor Robin know today. Is he here? Well, when that meeting will be? Because it's an important gathering. We need to look at all my sheep, where they are. Are some in the ditches? Then we need to fetch them out of the ditches. Amen. You must first help yourself, then you can help somebody else. First lift yourself out of the ditch, before you can lift anybody else out of the ditch. Are you out of the ditch? Are you on the mountain? The mountain is the place of Zion, the place of praise and of worship. And of happiness. Amen. Just killed another demon now. <laughs> what did I say? Second Chronicles 26.5. Oh, you got First Chronicles. Sorry. Could be my mistake. Can you believe I can also make a mistake? Wonderful, isn't it? I'm only human. I'm just a, a, a human. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. I mean, that's very powerful, my friends. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. For many years, a section of the church was against prosperity and I probably grew up in such an era and then another section was just for prosperity and nothing else and uh, I came to realize that whatever you despise will never come towards you are you listening? Whatever you reject and despise will not come to you.
but what you start to admire and understand and love will also be drawn to you. Is it, is it powerful? So I've come to realize in working amongst the people of God that it's better for them to be prosperous than to be poor. Amen. If you want poverty, then God bless you. It will come easily to you. I'll give you the seven keys to be poor in a sermon sometime. One of the ways is just don't seek the law. <laughs> but if you seek the law, God will make you to prosper. Hallelujah. Now, once again, what does it mean to be successful? We nicely, and I took quite a lot of time, maybe too much time, to explain to you that we're not talking about just having cars. Remember last week, if you were here, if you were not here, please go to last week's sermon on the on the on Facebook, and then you will discover what we really meant was that success is different things to different people at different times. Do you remember? I'm just refreshing your. Your, your memory quickly. Success, we said, is a journey. It's not like I've reached a place of success. No, no, no. It's a journey with God. Amen? You will reach different... My, my place of success is now different to your place. Everyone is on a journey from A, B, C, D, up to Z with God. We don't know where on the alphabet you are. But what we know is real success is a movement. Glory to God. And every time you progress in your movement, you, there's a joy that comes to you. It's like when the child says, Mommy, I passed grade one. I'm going to grade two. Isn't that a joyous occasion? You even posted on Facebook that your child has been uh, promoted. Because there's a joy. When the child fails, there's a sadness. Isn't that right? So it's ingrained in all of us that we want to progress. The people that fight progression are the people that are not progressing, so they kind of want to make an excuse for not progressing. But God is really interested in your progress. And we discover that success is not having yeah, cars and houses. And it depends where you are on God's agenda. Are you listening? There might be a time when a nice car will be a success to you, but it doesn't mean... Just having cars is successful. Oh no. We have discovered and we nicely came to the conclusion success is achieving the goals of God. That God, the goals that God has presently for you. There's the definition once again before I tell you what will hinder you from achieving the goals God has presently for you. Success might be now for you not to ever be loved. For you. Then for someone else it might be now you must get the beloved. It's different for different people. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Now, I just started to scratch the surface. And I said that the first obstacle, and it's a big thing so I will repeat it again. It's when you develop what we call an unteachable spirit. Why won't you reach success on God's agenda? Because you are not teachable. It's number one and it's very important. 
God has blessed me with a small measure of success, but it's always relevant to other people around you. Are you with me? So you can, you, you can always use comparisons. How many of you understood the message called wisdom failure? There's always somebody that you can compare to and say, did I do right or did I do wrong? Because the person was in the same environment, had the same circumstances, had the same resources. Why is that one successful? Why am I not? So the problem is not with the other external obstacles. The problem is me. Oh God. So number one is when you have an unteachable spirit. And I believe none of you have an unteachable spirit. That's why you came to be taught today. Say amen. But you get people that you can't teach them. I don't even know why they go to church. I think they've got the wrong understanding of what the church is. Church was never a place where you come as an inspector to hear if the pastor's preaching correct. Because who made you the authority to judge the pastor's preaching? Suddenly you've elevated yourself to be some judge and everything. Pastor's preaching from the Bible. You also just, your understanding is different to the pastor's understanding. So thus, uh, suddenly you, you are blocking anything from what you can receive from anybody, which means you become unteachable. And that's why it's also important that we don't just, uh, we don't just become a church that is inbred, that we just listen to one person all the time. We need to be teachable because God gives many revelations and truths to many people across the world. He alone is God. Amen. But as far as human beings are concerned, God gives His gifts and shares His gifts with many good people around the world to bless His whole body. The body has many parts, but they all work together to form one body. So, number one, you must be very, very, if you want to be successful, learn and develop a teachable spirit. Amen? Hosea 4 verse 6, underline the scripture in your Bible, my people perish and are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And because they have rejected knowledge, I will also reject them. Hallelujah. You need to have knowledge of the Bible, knowledge of current affairs, knowledge, open yourself to be taught. Hallelujah. Open yourself to new revelations. Yes, we always use the word of God as a protection, as a covering so that nobody teaches anything that is outside the word of God. But if you, are, if you are too protective and you are too clever, then it is one of the reasons why you are not making progress. It's a good teaching. If success is the, your progress on God's chart, then some people are not making progress. Say amen. Or if it's not right, then you don't have to say amen. I said some people are not making progress. And it's a hindrance. What is it? An unteachable spirit. Proverbs 1.5 A wise man will hear. You are not hearing. You know too much. Nobody can teach you. You never read a book. You never listen to a CD. Uh-huh. You hear what pastor saying. You can come to church just because it's a social or some cultural thing that everybody does in a Christian country. But are you teachable? Can somebody teach you something? 
or do you just close your ears when you don't like what is being said? It's very dangerous. A wise man will hear Proverbs 1.5 and he will increase in learning. Hallelujah. Proverbs 2.3 Proverbs 2.3 Scriptures is important. Get it? If you cry after knowledge, if you seek her as silver and search for her as the hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. How many of you would like to know more about the Bible? It means you need to search the scriptures, isn't it? Read it, read it, read large portions of it. Get more knowledge. Hallelujah. The, my people, they, they perish due to a lack of knowledge. The Spirit is not teachable. And how do you get this knowledge? You get knowledge two ways. There are two sources of knowledge. Number one is wisdom, which means you are learning from the mistake of others. And the second key is experience. Experience. You learn from your own mistakes. How many here have learned from their own mistakes? Most people, I believe, learn from their own mistakes. But you can save yourself from the pain of your own experience by listening and having a teachable spirit to what others can tell you. True or not true? It was last night when my daughter came to show me a teaching on marriage by Dr. Mike Murdoch. And I said, it's a good thing, listen to it and also get your beloved to listen to it. Because many people have made many mistakes in the past, but now they're sharing their experiences with you. And by that wisdom, you can prevent the same pain of coming to your life. Say amen. Yeah. You must have a teachable spirit. Not Mr. Know-it-all. You see, it will take humility to have a teachable spirit. All these wonderful things are interlinked on God's plan. Only humble people can be teachable. Oh yeah. If you're not humble, nobody can teach you. You know too much. All you come to do is to, is to be like a filter. Is what he's saying correct or incorrect? Is what he's saying correct or incorrect? You don't have a teachable spirit, my brother. You know already everything. It will, it will not make you progress. It, will, it is one of the big hindrances to successful people. Are you with me still? Because there's knowledge all around us. Knowledge is exploding all around us. Today on the internet, I'm telling you, I'm so jealous for the children of today. They have what we never had. We never had this information technology. I'm telling you, you can learn anything by just going there and there'll be a teacher teaching you things. When I had to help my son with mathematics, I mean, I forgot all these things. It was many years ago. And I went to the internet and I realized, hey, they, are, they now have teachers on the internet teaching you. Sin, cos, and ten. The two sides of the hypotenuse is equal to the one side of the... You can teach yourself. 
when, when we were busy with, uh, with this building, I started looking at structures. And I started looking at how do you do foundations. And I looked at how do you, how do you connect steel in, into the concrete. So I learned some new principles that they teach the children in the engineering faculty at university. I never attended those faculties, but just by looking for knowledge, oh, I've learned that there are distances of lapping in steel structures. I sound intelligent because I, I, I learned, I went to look for it. May you become such a searcher of knowledge because it's because of the lack of knowledge that our people, they perish. I told Pastor Robin the other day, a pastor, Billy Graham said this many years ago, a pastor must, must have the Bible in his one hand and he must have the newspaper in the other hand. Meaning you must know what's happening around your current affairs so that when you speak and teach people, then you, then, then you no, don't, not coming from a vacuum. You must know a little bit about what's happening. Are you all listening to me? I'm helping you. I see you becoming very great and successful people. God wants to make you great. Only the enemy wants to destroy you. This enemy is so real, I'm telling you. I see his works every day. You can see the work of the devil and you can see the hand of God because the Bible says wisdom crieth out in the streets for you. Look around you. Open your eyes. Learn. You can even see a, a, a person who has failed as a lesson in your life. Don't do that because you will also be like that. <laughs> but it looks like we don't see, don't, uh, don't we? We are not teachable. Wisdom crieth at the gates. At the gates, even when you enter, you can see wisdom is crying at you. Hallelujah. Let me, let me, I want to give you at least four good points. So I don't want to stay too long on one of them because I can really stay long on a point. Amen. But listen, friends, all of us have been given great gifts and greatness. There are seeds in you, seeds of greatness, but you need, to, you need to grow the seeds. And by searching for knowledge, you grow that seeds. You might be good, you might be good at, at uh, computers or, or something. There might be two of you that's good at it or like to work on computers. The one just works and then goes home doesn't care to do research on how to improve the website or anything that can help the church. The other one is a studious student who's looking, searching, googling, learning more, more and more, more tricks. My sensation is like that he's always learning more and more. You can give him something small, then he will go deeper into it. Like I taught him how to fix that Rubik's Cube and uh, uh, now he has surpassed me far by doing other way around, reverse, and then this way, and then doing tricks, and then all those. Computers, he just taught him something small. Now he's, he's opened up and learned, studied, looked into it, learned more and more and more. You become great if you search for knowledge. Let the seeds of greatness within you, let it grow. Hallelujah. 
Because you are exactly what you have decided to be. Like you are now is what you have decided to be. If you are not happy with what you are, then you must, you must look for knowledge. Knowledge will take you further. Is it true? Are you happy with yourself? If you are unhappy with yourself, you must reach for new information. You must not be unteachable. New teaching, new truths. That's why I don't like the statement when churches say, we have received it like this and we, we can't change. No, you have to be open. Even BMI. It's not that we've now the little we know is all that there is to know. Never have such a mind. Are you listening? We can learn from others. And we are learning. Hallelujah. Search for new truths that will lift you up and build your relationship with the Lord. Hallelujah. If there's sin in your life, of course you must repent. And rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. And let the blood of Jesus cleanse you. And restore your fellowship. That you need to have with the Lord. Invest, take some money and buy a good CD. Buy a good book. Read it. Improve yourself. Improve yourself. Improve yourself. It can't be that the only knowledge you are bringing into this world. Is what you learn from your house where you grew up in. Isn't it? So if your mother was wrong, you think that's the way that life must be. If your father was wrong, you think that's the way. You need to learn new knowledge. Do you understand? Is it sinking in? You need to search for it. And that's why one of, our, one of the main features of our new church is the bookshop in the foyer as you enter. There will always be a bookshop with CDs, books, because I... I, I understand fully that we need to search for new knowledge, new ideas. Be learning all the time. The way I learn many times is just when I go into a, another place, I look and I open my eyes and see what, what, can we, what can I learn from where I am. Are you with me? What can I learn that I can bring back and apply in my situation? But I find some people, they enter the same place that I enter, but they learn nothing from there. I don't know if I'm talking to you. We go into the same place. You don't see anything. You don't learn anything. You just went there for the beasting. Nothing else. Your mind didn't look. And everything you see around in this church is what I saw when I went to places because I've got an open mind to learn. Then I bring it back and I apply it in the context where we are. Because sometimes you can't do the thing exactly like you see it. But you can learn. Say, so, no, we can do it. Amen. Can you see yourself becoming better? If you can't see it, you see this. The first, you must see it. Don't look at Don't see yourself as a grasshopper. That's the mistake of the Israelites. They saw themselves as grasshoppers in their own eyes and also in the eyes of the, of the enemy. You're not a grasshopper. We break that curse over you. That curse of insignificance. That you are nobody. You are a somebody in God's eyes. Hallelujah. Good will come to you. Greatness is in you. 
You need to feed the seed of greatness by searching for knowledge. Stop being unteachable. Receive things. Don't waste a day. The day has only 24 hours. And the same amount is given to each person sitting on every chair here. The difference between people is how they use that minutes. How they use that time. Some search for knowledge. Some is just looking for pleasure. Feet up watching television. Obstacles to great success. Number one, an unteachable spirit. Number two, hallelujah, unpaid vows. What prevents me, pastor, from being successful? Here are some of the things. Number one, if, you don't, if you're not teachable. Number two, you made promises, but you never kept them. Hey, yeah, don't think this is a small thing. Because it's the failure of many people. God holds you responsible for your promises. Amen. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 5 verse 4, If you make a vow to God, defer not to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Is everybody concentrating? If you make a vow to God, please pay it. Because God has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which you have vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow. <laughs> that thou shouldest vow. And you don't pay. Can you see that? Sometimes in a crisis, people promise God, if you can only help me out of this. I will be faithful to attend church. Really, Lord. Really, Lord. I will even pay tithes. No, no, no. I'll pay more than a tithe. Because tithe is the law of Moses. I want to pay more than a tithe. I don't want to be restricted to a tithe. My guys are good this morning, isn't it? I actually feel... I actually feel them. Very good. You promise that you're even going to clear an offense with someone. But when you regain your health, eh, you forget your vow. You'll see when death comes knocking, how people make vows. Only Lord, if you can just deliver me from this thing. <laughs> but they forget their vow. And it is deadly to forget the vow. It's so important that you must honor God and you must honor each other through honesty and integrity of your words. Don't say things that you don't mean. Are you with me? You can give offerings, you can attend church, you can do many beautiful works, but if you allow a vow to go unpaid, it will destroy the operation of faith and the miracle that God wants to perform in your life so you young boys Casanova boys that 
think that you can promise girls many things and you just don't fulfill it. It might look small and insignificant, but a vow in God's eyes is a big thing. I'm showing you things that prevent you from being successful. You made certain promises, but you never fulfilled your vows. Even to the church. I was teasing one of the young daughters today in my office. I said, my iPad is giving me problems. I need a new iPad. So I said to her, one day if you go work, will you buy me an iPad? She didn't answer. Because I said, you probably earn 40000 or 50000 as, as as money de- depreciates people earn much more than we earned when we started working she was clever enough not to make a vow I wanted to press her into making a vow but it's also a dangerous thing to do amen so it's very important when my daughter got engaged I didn't quite understand the concept because I said, look, once you meet a girl and you say, let's be friends, there must be some long lasting uh, plan behind this friendship that it will eventually end in marriage. Are you with me? So I, I feel that's actually the engagement right there. You for me and me for you. Do you understand? Because I give you my word, you give me your word, we make a vow. So no, no, no more other girls, no more other boys in my life. It's the vow before the Lord. Amen? I think that's what engagement really is. You're making a vow. We're getting ready to be connected. And I think many of you, if, you are, if there's any trend of unsuccessfulness, Maybe it's this one, this one obstacle that's preventing you. You made a vow to someone and you didn't, you broke that vow. In your eyes it's small, but in God's eyes it's big. Hey. Do you owe someone money? Come on now. Do you owe someone money? Think about it. You thought the people forgot. Isn't it? But the people have cursed you in their minds. And maybe your success that was going to come to you is now being stolen by the curse that was sent to you. Always look into it. Bishop Dag always warns about curses. He says, uh, a gentleman once complained that He worked for the church and the church never paid him. But Bishop said when he looked into the record books, he realized, no, the man is not telling the truth. We gave him what he wanted. But nevertheless, just to prevent the curse, whatever he thinks we still owe him, just give it to him so that he cannot curse us. (laughs) In case we miscalculated and we did owe him, let's just give him the money so that we are free from the curse. This wisdom has come to me also in life. So many times people did me favors years, years back. So no, 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 don't pay, don't worry. And they did me favors. But I always remember those people. And when God blessed me, 
whenever it comes, I try my best to help them also. They didn't ask me for money. But now that I have to give, I remember them and I give them. In case in their hearts they say, You see, how people can curse you. I'm teaching you powerful things. I can ask my wife, then I will tell her, I feel God saying I must give this money to this person. For what? Years ago, this man helped me. He said, it's okay, I don't have to pay because he knew that time I didn't have. But now, hmm. When you make a vow, pay that vow. Can withhold you. I once made a vow in a church. You know, a person was taking offerings. And he, this person was always taking offerings. It was a long series of services the person had. So he's always taking offerings. And once I just felt touched by God when he was doing so, I took an envelope and I said, I'll give this amount of money. And I never gave it. Because... I gave the next service, I also gave something in. But it's strangely enough, that one envelope, it stayed restless within my pocket. Because I made a vow that day, I was going to give this amount. And I thought, okay, I've given there, I've given there, I've given there. But still, this one vow is bothering me. I'm just telling you about myself. I'm not saying you must do the same. Because I feel that when the Holy Spirit is working in you, then all the things pertaining to God's principles also works in your life. Are you listening? The Holy Spirit, He will bring to your remembering that envelope that you took. And I said, Lord, let me pay this. And I paid it over and over just to make sure I'm free from that curse. Yeah. Do you see? Even if I gave the same person more offerings afterwards, I'm trying to get this point across. I gave more offerings, but it's, it's not that one offering that I promised I would give. It's different offerings, but this offering must go because I made a vow. I'm sure the person that will hear me today will have serious success in life. Because these are the hindrances to success. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you promised your children something? Have you promised your mate something? Your company? Are you fulfilling your vows? Do you owe the shops money? Many of you take loans and you don't pay the people. Then you don't know why you owe so much money after many months, but you didn't pay the people what you... You must pay what you owe. What are you like? You like, you like, what you skilled make, you don't pay the people. Long can you carry it, but you don't skilled it. So many people, we gave food for free in this church. Pay now, eat later. Can I scale them? 
and miracles will come to you. Number four, number three, unforgiven offenses. Yeah, these are the these are the hindrances to your miracles and to your progression. Daar is goed in jou hart wat sy dra, wat verhoed dat God jou kan deurbraak Forgiveness is important and this is a tough topic but we have to address it because Jesus addressed it very seriously. Even in the prayer he said you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive those who, who, who trespass against you. And how many people hurt us? How many people do us harm? The challenge is that you must have a forgiving spirit. You must forgive for the sake of Jesus forgiving you for your sins on the cross. Are you with me? It's not a suggestion. It is a requirement to forgive. Even when you pray, Mark 11:25, when you pray, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, that your Father also in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, then your Father will also not forgive you. Hey, this is a big thing. God will not forgive us if we don't forgive those who have hurt us. Are you with me? It doesn't mean you need to stay friends with those people, but you need to, don't carry them in your heart and wish for them to be hurt. That's, that's unforgiveness. I'm, I'm talking to you. Don't carry people in your heart and wish that they, they die. Or some accident happened. Don't, that's unforgiveness. Release the people. Let God be the judge. Don't take over God's work. Are you with me? Yes. God will decide if He will show mercy or if He will judge. Mm. Hallelujah. God doesn't want you to take over His authority. So you must see somebody that has hurt you as a person who is also hurt. is a damaged person. And he's, he's a wounded friend. And he lashed out against you as a form of protection. Actually, some people who come so strong against you, they are afraid of you and simply want to keep, want to keep you from getting the best over them. That's, that's what happens when people are jealous for you, skinner about you, say bad things. They, they, they are afraid of you. <laughs> they are afraid of your success. Because it will hurt them. That's why they say things. But don't see them as nasty. See them as hurt and, 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 and sick people that need help. Many, many times mentally help. Mentally help. Yes. Pray for those who have wronged you. Hey. Find a way to communicate personal care and interest. This is not easy, but you can do it. Amen? You can even give your enemy something to help him one day. That will release greatness in you. You don't have to look at, say, I showed you that I'll be better than you one day. You see? Actually, you are better, but it's, you are better by helping that person and say, I can, I can be a helping hand. Sometimes those people don't even say the right words. They don't say sorry. They don't say, they don't acknowledge your greatness. They will just take what you give and then they move. Because they are hurt and they are damaged. You need to see it like that. Those who have hurt you, they are also hurt and they are also damaged. That's why they do the hurt. 
But you, to be free. Hallelujah. To lift up holy hands. You can't have uh, revenge in here and rot and rock and all those things. You need, to, you need to lift up your holy hands. Amen. I, I've encountered many people that I've probably had disagreements with, clashes with, separation with. I, I'm, I'm at peace. They go their own way. Their wisdom will either make them great or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I'm following God's journey for me. My journey, I'm going on it. If you're coming to me as a clash with my journey and my assignment, it's okay. Keep, keep moving your own way. If you are great, then it's good for you. If you are not great, maybe you made a mistake. But it's okay. I don't, I don't keep it against you. Your stupidity and your, idiosyncr- your, your, your idiocracy. I don't keep it against you. Your stupidity. I don't keep it against you. Because it's, if, if it's what I thought will happen, then surely I, I can't boast in my teaching. Bishop Dag said that uh, there was a pastor who used to say, oh, well, he said, pastors don't like, like it when, when they say to themselves that I was right about this person. You understand? Oftentimes pastors trying to guide people will say, I was right about this lady. You're all right, but there's nothing to boast about. There's nothing to boast about the fact that you were right. The destruction of this lady, the fall of this, of this person, if the person had only listened, it's right. And it's taken from the movie Jurassic Park. When the dinosaur came after the car and the professor and the people were driving away and the dinosaur came running for them because they had the egg of the dinosaur. And the professor turned around and he saw the dinosaur and they were driving like crazy. And he said these words, I hate to be right all the time. I told them this thing is going to come for this egg. So they were rushing. He just looked back and he saw this thing. He said, I hate to be right all the time. You understand, Moses? It's like when God gives you the, 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 the principles of life, you can actually pinpoint the direction that you're going to go by not obeying the principles. Uh-huh. Then at the end we see, hey, a, a, a destroyed life. I hate to be right all the time. It's not that I'm right. God's word is always right. Glory to God. Are you still here? Have you learned three things that can prevent you from being successful? What is the first one? Unteachable spirit. Number two? It's cold no? <laughs> and number three? Huh? I tell you, your mask is not this. Unforgiveness in your heart. Jesus made a big fuss of this unforgiveness thing. So don't keep it against people. How many of you besides me have been hurt by people? If you were hurt, very much put both of your hands up. Yeah. People hurt you, disappoint you, they hurt you. Yes, we all. Can you see how the enemy can quickly prevent your success? By, by making that hurt into something bigger. The Bible actually warns, let that hurt, that hurt can become a root of bitterness. Because you so much hate that people and you want to see them destroyed. The enemy uses that thing 
as a as a root to grow in you and it prevents other things actually my brothers and sisters it's a one of the biggest doors for devils into your life a root of bitterness yeah people have treated you wrong and you know in the colored community i don't know about other communities but coloreds always call each other names and they deride one another they they look down on you if your ears are just a little bigger you get the nicknames ur like ears they call you on the negative thing if your head is big they call you copper like two heads then they also have other terms which i can't use in church about private parts yeah i'm telling you so you, they put on you an inferiority complex like you you were nothing they look at the negative aspects of your life and a root of bitterness can grow in you 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 can become so aggressive to want to show them you succeed do you understand that that even and then and that's what happened to poor people when they want to become rich you see them wearing rings and chains to show i've made it but it's not the proper way to show that you've made it real rich people don't wear big rings and go real rich people look at bill gates the richest people in the world you, you don't see these people with chains of gold and three rings on all four why do you reach five rings on your hand are you mad and then in your teeth so you want to show that you have a you are small minded symbols of wealth not real wealth symbols of wealth hmm but a lot of the stems from the hurt of people telling us we're not going to make it so to show that i've made it now i wear night tackies so all that thing it breeds into i don't want to waste the time on this the chat now because it breeds into gangsterism and all these things because it's the the attempt to show i'm not a loser look look i'm not a loser nah. you're looking at the wrong things my brother is the in your heart is a hatred and a bitterness for all the hurt that people have caused you but if you have forgiveness you don't have to wear things to show people you are great yeah no greatness lies within you not the things you wear on the outside of you this morning i looked at a, a picture of a pastor friend of mine he had a beautiful suit on but he forgot to take the label off the outside So I looked at the picture and I thought, "Yeah, no, this is such a nice. That's a pinstripe. You know how nice a pinstripe suit is." But this label is not looking right. But in his mind, they they think the label must must be there to show that this is not a cheap suit. This is Kadushi. But they don't even know that label is not supposed to be there. It must be taken off. It's just for the people in the factories when they were counting suits they hang it on the hanger so they can't take off the old suit they just lift the arm and they see oh this is kadushi this must go with the kadushis this is men about town this must go there that's why they put the label there but we don't copper we wear it here and we say look look i wear kadushi i wear kadushi my son was showing us he bought some stuff on a sale in the us and he had very cheap there was, was a big sale then he showed me this one t-shirt was like my big year 
I said, don't bring me a t-shirt with big names on top for me. You can wear it because the youngsters do that. Because you pay Nike for the t-shirt and now you must still advertise them also. They must pay you for wearing the big Nike on your chest and showing everyone that uh, 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 Nike is a good brand. Look, Nike is a good brand. But are you paying them for it? You must only be small here in the collar. I've made it. I've made it. No, no, no. You are hurt. You have bitterness. You have a lot of pain inside of you. So the girl can wear the simplest t-shirt and she has, she has, she has the nicest person. It's not outside things that make you. Your heart must be clean. Okay, number four. I'm closing. Hey, my time is up again. Number four, unwise associations. What will prevent you from being successful on God's agenda? Remember success on God's agenda is having God's goals for your life at the right time of your life. Remember the baby can't have a BM's car, keys, it's not the right time. He just wants a bottle now. That's his success. Lolly, you missed it, but you must go back and listen to that preaching. So the fourth hindrance and the obstacle of making you become great is you, 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 you connect with wrong people. Unwise associations. That's the fourth key. Unwise. I'm teaching. My teachings will help you very much. I get many people who have left the church, but after years when they meet me, they say, I still remember your teachings. It has helped me. I still remember. It even comes back, even though I didn't do what you told me to do. I, it still rings in my ear because it's spiritful. I believe the teaching will make you a great person. You need information. You don't need just jumping and shouting. I'm sharing knowledge with you. Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Are you listening? Now this is the biggest downfall of most people. They mix with the wrong people. If the devil wants to destroy you, he'll bring someone into your life. If God wants to bless you, he'll bring someone in your life. So everything in our lives, whether it's success or failure, comes by association. The question just is, who are you choosing to be your friends? To be your association? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15.33 Evil communication will corrupt good manners. Evil communication will corrupt good manners. That's why parents should be concerned who their children are playing with. Are you with me? Friends, here's the key. You must disconnect. Say disconnect. Disconnect from unqualified persons who abuse and misuse your life. Disconnect, disconnect, disconnect. It's hard to disconnect once you've connected. Because MTN says you must stay connected. Pastor Chris say no, disconnect. The Bible says disconnect. Jesus Christ only allowed two kinds of people to absorb his time. Do you know what types of people? The first type was those who ministered to him 
And secondly, those who receive this ministry. I've also followed Jesus. I only connect to people who want to hear me and also people who want to help me and bless me. Are you with me? I'm not interested in others and I will not waste my time with others. I made that decision. People who can't see my assignment, people who can't see my value, I'll, I'll, I'll greet you, but I won't spend, I won't waste my time with you. People who don't think I can help them, I don't want to be close. Are you with me? So the choice is yours about your associations. Jesus spent hours talking to his disciples. But when he got to Herod and these people who didn't understand who he was, he just kept his mouth shut. They even asked him, why are you not saying anything? But he could sit, he could sit on a mountain for the whole night till it was late, talking, 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 talking to those who received him. Yes. So you must re-evaluate your friendships and your life. Don't let the people steal your dreams and your goals because of the relationships that you have. Those who laugh at you and even laugh at your dreams that you have. It's very dangerous. Amen. Mike Murdoch tells in his book about the lady who criticized his ministry. And then he sat down to write a letter to this woman to explain to her his defense of what she's saying. And then after an hour he was writing, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And said, you spend more than an hour trying to write a critical person a letter. You never ever spend more than an hour to write a letter to your mother who has fed you all these years, who has cared for you all these years, who has looked after you and your welfare. But you spend that energy and that time on somebody who doesn't believe in you, who criticizes you, you are wasting your time. And he said he stopped writing that letter, but it was a revelation to his life that he will not waste his time on people who don't believe in him anymore. Yeah. I've learned that from him because I'm a learner. Are you with me? I have a teachable. Yeah. I've learned that. So I also heard that some people are saying things about me and I don't ask, what do they say? No, 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 no I'm not interested to you. They don't, they don't have my interest at it. I'm not going to waste my energy listening and watching stuff that is negative about me. But if you say something good about me, I will gladly receive it. I'm teaching you a principle. I hope you are listening to me. I want you to become successful before we take your coffin down the grave. After Corona, you won't die in Corona. I want you to be successful. Wouldn't you want your children to be successful? Then I'm a good father because I want you to be successful. And I'm helping you. What are the hindrances? Unwise associations. Unwise associations. Are you learning? And here are the four qualities of unwise associations. Those who speak words or of wise. This is, the wise. this is the people you must connect to. Those who speak words that build your faith and your confidence. Isn't it nice when somebody says a good word to you? Say, hey, you're looking good today. Eisterhammer van God. Olidraad van die Heere. So those who speak words that build your faith, then 
those who see the worthiness of your God-given dreams. Yeah. See, like me now with this big project and stuff, uh, those who are not interested in my dream, it's not a wise association. Then those who become excited when you enter their presence. Hey, you man, you man, you man, you man, you're not excited when I come. I won't, I won't connect to you. Not at all. Not at all. You don't value my presence. It's not a problem. You can choose. Any, everybody can choose in this life what they want, isn't it? Nobody's forced. That's so nice about human beings. God made us. They can appear to the water to him. But they can only mark drink. You can take a horse to the water. You can't force him to drink. He chose not to drink. So people are standing in the waters of wisdom of Pastor Chris's teaching. Some drink, some don't drink. Choose. Life is about choices. You choose that thing? Okay, so let me also choose. I choose not to be connected to you. Allow me to choose. You have chosen, isn't it? So let me also choose. <laughs> it's as simple as that, brother. You don't believe in me? You don't like my rebuke? Although Pastor Charlie's message here was about rebukes. Oh, you must get that message. You don't like rebuke? Fine. I choose not to rebuke you anymore. If it will help you, Solomon says, a wise son, he loves a rebuke. It just tells me one thing about you. You are unwise. You are a fool. If Solomon's words are true and his words are the Bible. Come on now. And the last wise association, those who remind you of your special gifts and abilities. Connect with such people. People who remind you, brother, God has called you, remember? Brother, you can preach. Brother, you can teach. Brother, you can do it, man. Brother, we're going to build a church. Come on, come on. Get out of bed on a Saturday morning. Come on, let's come help pastor, man. Pastor, depending on you, such people must be around you, encouraging you, lifting you up. Not people who say, are you going to church? I don't want to go to church. Let's not go to church. Unwise association. Are you going to pray? No, I'm not going to pray. Must choose the level of mentality you want to live on. If you give time to unworthy people, stop complaining. You are the one who gave them your time. If they abused it, because you allowed them the opportunity to abuse your time. Are you listening? Become more selective in who you are with. Remember the same time you waste on losers is that which you could have invested with winners. So that's my last key for you today. Unwise associations. What are the things that's preventing me from being a success in determining the goals God has for me? Unwise associations. Unteachable spirit. What was the other one? Unforgiveness. And the second one was what? Unpaid, unpaid vows.
That's a big thing, although it might not be as big as you know, I'm giving it to you. I actually have more, but I'm just I'm ending there because time will not allow me to go forward. Now, let me say this to all of you. These teachings might seem just insignificant, but if you pay attention to it and you start to be careful of those things, then suddenly you will see success. Isn't success what we're all after? Everybody really wants, Pastor Clint said it so nice at the funeral the other day. He said, everybody's great desire is to be remembered. What will they remember you for? Because we were burying a pastor and we remembered him for the good deeds he did in the community. So we were saying, he said, it's, 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 it's the inbred human desire that you want to be remembered for something you did. Whether you sacrificed your life for God's kingdom, but you want to be remembered as somebody. What, what is the thing? He said, even Jesus said, uh, when you break the bread and, 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 and the cup, do this to remember me. Remember, don't forget me. Do you see? The thief on the cross, when he was hanging next to Jesus, he said the last was, Lord, when you get to paradise, remember me, remember. So what will you be remembered at? As a success, successful life, Christian life, or a failure? As Lafoy said, Failure. You see, when people become older, like my father, Pastor Lafoy, my spiritual mentors, they start to see life in, 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 in associations of failure and successes. So I'm also seeing it now like that. I think I've entered that era. Because sometimes when I see how God has blessed me, I'm also looking back and saying, if they can also do this, they can also have the blessing. I don't believe God only has a few blessings for certain people. I think God has many blessings for many people, but it's the obstacles that prevent people from entering the blessings of God. Are you with me? We teach you, we warn you, we tell you, you don't want to listen. You see, you have an unteachable spirit. Failure. Unpaid vows. You lie, you, you lie your way through life. And if I read the Bible correctly, I see God's anger with lies. There's something God hates to be connected to. No liars must be close to God. He doesn't like it because the devil is the father of lies. Every time you lie, hmm, you attract demon spirits to you. They become more and more and more. So unpaid vows, it's a form of lying, lying, you are lying. You make promises, you never keep it. You will not be a success. You might have small success and think you're going somewhere until you have a sudden destruction in the road. Sudden destruction. But we were warning you all along. This thing is going to hit your heart. I'm preaching like a warning man. You know, one day I'm closing with us. I'm really closing. My ninth close. Pentecostal has nine closes. Because a cat has nine lives. I, I, I was saying to the Lord, somebody decided to leave my company, my church. I said, Lord, maybe I am too hard. Maybe I must drop the standard a little bit so that everybody can feel happy in, the, in my environment. Maybe my standards are too high. And I started to read the book of Isaiah. And I didn't even read the book. I only read the introduction that the person wrote to Isaiah. And he describes Isaiah 
having a ministry over four generations of four different kings. But he says, the one thing that Isaiah will be remembered for, say remember. He'll be remembered for being a man of integrity. He, he was a man of, he was the same from the first king to the last king. He never changed. He never dropped the standard of God. And immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to me, say, do not drop the standard. Even if they all leave, you're not here to, to gather people to impress others by the numbers that you've gathered. Keep the standard of God. It doesn't change. God has never changed. What, what made God angry about sin 20 years ago still makes him angry about sin today. The government can change. The government can say sin is something good. God has the final say. We don't drop the standard of God. Not for you, brother. Not for your father or for your grandfather. The standard stays the same. It was the same for my father. It was the same for my grandparents. If they knew Christ, I don't know. But the standard is the same. It was good for Paul and Silas. It will be good enough for you. Stand to your feet, everybody.